1: Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast, this one on Friday, April the 2nd, 2021. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Recruiting Analyst Hank South. And it is April the 2nd, Hank, which means thankfully, right, it (laughs) is no longer April the 1st. Because I don't know about you, when it comes to April Fool's Day, not exactly high on my personal list of non-holiday like holidays and as i saw on my social media timeline yesterday first thing i thought of was you uh you've got these prospects uh having some fun pulling a few pranks as far as maybe potential commitments and things like that i guess
0: yeah it's one of the worst days to cover recruiting (laughs) just because you know you know the jokes are coming the pranks are coming but you still have to check on them just to make sure and obviously you know we saw some major uh, college basketball news drop on, on, uh, on Thursday. So that, that was even more, you know, you know, you ought to be on your guard just in case some recruiting news drops, um, because you never know, you know, some kids might, you know, try to reverse psychology it and, you know, make you think they're pranking, but they're really actually committing. It's, it's all sorts of stuff. You got to track covering recruiting, but yeah, you know, the, I guess the one big one yesterday, uh, was justice Finkley, the, the defensive lineman from Hewitt Trustville high school uh, you know, he he announced he was committing at four o'clock central time. He 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 put the tweet out at like I think ten or eleven. Uh, of course, you know that that takes off. People start asking. Uh, was able to you know get some resolution on it pretty quick. He was just joking. But uh, I talked to his dad later in the day, and they said you know they were getting blown up with questions. Um, <laughs> So, so that was pretty funny. Um, but I did get a little note from Justice Finkley after all that. You know, he he was joking about the the April first commitment, but he did say he's going to try to uh, to be in Tuscaloosa for a day. So, you know, obviously that you know they're not normal visits. They're they're more self guided. You know, buy your own ticket. But um, he he's he's hoping to get down to campus for that. So, little note on him um, as far as where his recruitment stands.
1: Yeah, I guess that's uh, one of the positive byproducts of yesterday. You actually get some potential real news anyway from one of the top outside linebacker defensive end types for the class of 2022. We've talked about this in-state crop coming for this uh, upcoming class and the quality that you've got, the depth that you've got, certainly Justice Finkley of Hewitt-Trustville High School, a big part of that. Some other potential real news, something we've certainly been tracking at BamaOnline.com, Charlie Potter, Has kept you updated there on the round table, the premium message board for us there at BOL. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this too, Hank, is uh, the potential for Drew Svoboda to be next man up for this Alabama football staff with Jay Graham moving on unexpectedly early in spring drills. Been a lot of smoke around Drew Svoboda currently or previously, depending on how you want to. I guess, word that at this point, Uh, the University of Memphis, very short stint it's been so far for Sabota there at Memphis. But a guy from the state of Texas, I guess, with some deep roots there as you have as well. What do you know about Drew as far as a recruiter and how much this would make sense uh, assuming Alabama makes the higher official here in the not-too-distant future?
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, as far as assistant coaching hires I I've been around and seen since covering Alabama recruiting. He, I think he'd be kind of one of the, the newer guys as far as, you know, just not a long track record of, uh, of, you know, big time recruitments, you know, he's, he's not too far removed from being a high school football coach in the Houston area. Um, and he, he was at rice then, then Memphis. So, you know, you're not, you're not landing, you're not going after those, those five-star recruits. Um, you know, as much, if at all, (laughs) at those kind of programs. But obviously, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, if, you know, that ends up being the case, if he ends up coming on board... Um, is just that connection to, to texas high school football he has um you know i think you know you, you look where jay graham was was put prior to his um exit from the staff you know where um you know jeff banks carl scott worked in as far as their recruiting areas and that houston area has been a, a big a big place that that alabama has always targeted you know you look at Jalen waddle Jalen milrow um you know all sorts of guys dating back um jaylen hertz i mean That was a a while back, but you know that's an important area for the Alabama staff. Um, and, and, you know, having somebody with really deep ties that has connection to those high school coaches and, and has for a long time, I think, you know, that that's going to, you know, you'll, you'll see that pay off on the recruiting trail. You know, you, you don't see the big names next to him is like you did with Jay Graham and who he's landed, but you know, those connections, those, those relationships he's, he has in that area. I mean, that that's going to, you know, the recruits will come that, that will, uh, you know, you, you, add Alabama to that, um, into that equation. And, you know, I, I think only good things can happen as far as, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what he can do on the recruiting trail. So I, I think it'll be really interesting to see, to see, you know, if that, if he follows through and, and is the guy, um, you know, I, 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 think it would be a really good hire, especially if you're looking for guys that can come in and recruit the state of Texas well.
1: And on the fly, right? I mean, yeah. I guess it helps in some ways that you're still under this dead period and you're going through this kind of transition if you're Alabama, but you know, it is a, still a critical stretch here. In, 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 the, in the recruiting process, and as you outlined, what maybe Drew Svoboda doesn't have in pedigree as far as name recognition, uh, resources. It, it, in other words, it should be easy for him in one of the prime areas that Alabama likes to mine on the recruiting trail to just jump right in and hit the ground running.
0: Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, they, they always say in recruiting, you know, commit to the school, don't commit to the coach, but recruiting is is very much about relationships and, you know, that, that kind of, you know, opens the door to learning more about the program and getting to know the program is it's those relationships and, you know, to have that, to have those connections, you know, to have insight on kids that, you know, maybe a coach that, you know, that you hired that came from Florida or came from, you know, South Carolina that doesn't have those roots in Texas, especially if, if you're, if that's, you know, an area you're trying to fo- focus with it at, at, with a particular coach um, you know, that that's really important. So, um, you know, I, I think it'll, it'll be a good thing if it ends up happening.
1: wanted to ask you about positions that on an annual basis don't seem to deviate all that much in terms of numbers. When you go and try to maybe outline a, a class for Alabama, just from a numbers perspective at each position on the board, is there one or two of those spots where you get the feeling each and every year, Alabama is going to be right around or right at a certain number of guys that they look to bring in Hank. Hey,
0: yeah, I think the easiest one, whenever I kind of draft out a mock class, oh, I mean, you know, it goes without saying quarterback. You know, you always try to take one quarterback. That doesn't really change too much. Sometimes you take two. But, you know, beyond that, you know, kind of going down the list, you know, defensive line, offensive line, you know, I know we say, you know, obviously defensive line is an important spot this this cycle. That's an area, you know, they're going to work on. But I always feel like it's safe to, you know, kind of pin in four four to five. You know, that kind of always seems like, the number I know offensive line. I guess at twenty the twenty twenty class is three offensive linemen, and then you know five in twenty twenty one. But those kind of seem the areas. You know, you, you you can even if you're you know you're loaded those areas. Those are always spots. You know, you want to you know to reload on a on an annual basis. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a, a good baseline. Um, you know, when you're kind of drafting out. The mock classes, obviously, you know, things can change. Sometimes you take six. Sometimes, you know, if, if there's more guys out there, you, you might take more. I don't, you know, it can change on a yearly basis, but that kind of seems like the two areas that are most consistent from what I've seen.
1: Hank, hey, give us a UA target for this 2022 class that isn't being talked about maybe as much, but he probably should be in your opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I was thinking about this, um, And, and, you know, he's he's talked about a little bit, but I think, you know, the other, you know, flashier ranked receivers, you know, Evan Stewart, Kevin Coleman, those guys kind of get more of the attention. But Barry and Brown, um, he's a four star. He's rated an athlete, but ranked, uh, you know, recruited as a wide receiver out of Nashville. He's a guy actually last night put out a top 10, um, including Alabama in it. Uh, And he's he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's a priority target for Alabama at this juncture. Um, you know, know, there's, you know, there's priority targets, but to be a guy that, you know, BIM is really after right now, says a lot about, you know, the eval they've done, you know, what they think of you as a player, you know, how high they are on somebody, you know, to, to have not really seen them in person in over a year, um, Steve Wilfong, the 24 um, seven sports national director of recruiting. He already crystal balled him to Alabama a couple weeks back. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with him on that. I haven't put in a crystal ball pick yet, but uh, you know, I, I think Bim is trending for him at this point. Um, and like I said, he put out the top 10 last night, I, you know, as far as when he's going to make a decision, I could see him being a guy that you know maybe takes the summer official visit, commits in the summer, um, something like that. I think we'll see a lot of that happen this this summer once visits open back up, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you know he he doesn't get talked about a whole lot just because the other receivers are you know those five star you know high high four star receivers. But you know he, he's quietly right there is you know a, a big big target. I think he's ranked um, he's ranked number two thirty seven in the nation in the composite. But I think he's a guy that could really see his stock continue to trend up.
1: Yeah, you mentioned it, and we've talked about it on previous editions of the Bama Online Podcast, but uh, it appears as if some of these 2022 guys are at least trying to tentatively schedule some visits. I was checking out Justice Finkley's 24-7 sports uh, profile here in the last day or so. looks like he's already outlined three dates in June uh, that he would like to go ahead and take visits. Are you seeing more of that uh, as we push forward and and get into April here.
0: Yeah, it seems like every day there's there's another kid scheduling an official visit um, in the summer, and I, it's gonna be interesting. It's an interesting strategy, in my opinion. You know, I, I understand that you know the the desire to get these kids on campus as as quick as possible. You know, it's been over a year since you've seen them in person. You want to get with, uh, you know, get get them on campus and and uh, and you know get to know them and, and build that relationship even even more. But then you kind of look at okay, you know it, it, that's June. You you have another six months, six seven months before early signing day. What about those official visit dates? You know, you got to assume there's going to be some semblance of official visits in the fall. So, you know, are, are you going to let other programs kind of get those last visits, you know, and get, you know, six, seven months removed from your June visit? So, you know, we haven't seen Bama schedule, many official visits that, you know, that I know of yet, um, for June, there's been a couple, you know, I'm, there's going to be more there. there, I mean, there always will be, but, um, it's going to be, it's kind of an interesting strategy, I think, to, to schedule all your, you know, your big, big targets in June. And then, you know, have, you know, have to keep recruiting them after that official visit for six or seven more months while, you know, other schools try to get them on campus. So it'll, it'll be fascinating to see how this all works out.
1: Going to take a break here on the Bama online podcast with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there At BOL, when we come back, we'll talk about the impending decision by the NCAA to make the one-time transfer rule a real thing. That could be coming up here in the very near future. And what would that mean for Alabama with Henry Toa, the Tennessee linebacker, of course, who is in the transfer portal. We'll also talk some Alabama men's basketball with Hank on the heels of a great season for Nate Oates' team. In year two, under his watch, the transfer portal. It's amazing. Over 1,100 men's college basketball players in the portal will ask Hank, what does he expect Alabama's presence to be like where the portal is concerned? Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we are back with the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryder, senior analyst for BOL, joined by... Recruiting analyst Hank South does an outstanding job for us there at BamaOnline.com. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast? It's free, simple as a click or two. If you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there, we'd greatly appreciate that as well. And Hank, as alluded to prior to the break, it appears as if the NCAA D1 Council Met here in the last day or so, sportsillustrated.com among those reporting that to update the details on the one time transfer rule that could go into effect as soon as a couple of weeks from now. And when you hear that, if you're someone that covers Alabama, if you're an Alabama fan, based in large part to some of your reporting here in the not too distant past, you immediately shift your focus to Henry Toetola, the Tennessee linebacker, who of course is in the transfer portal, was heavily linked to Alabama during the recruiting process a couple of years ago. Um, what is your anticipation right now? What What are you hearing uh, in relation to both the one-time transfer rule and subsequently what it could mean for Alabama with Henry Toetola?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it seems like it's really starting to get some traction. Um, you know, that was kind of expected. The vote's always been expected in April. Uh, but the big thing w- with, uh, you know, in, in Henry Toa Toa's case is, you know, NCAA rule, and then you got to wait for that interconference transferring rule from the SEC. Um, you know, I would anticipate the SEC will, will probably allow it as, as well, but that's, that's kind of one of those roadblocks you got to get past, um, you know, from transferring from potentially transferring from Tennessee to Alabama, um, for Henry Toa Toa's case. Um, but you know, that, that's been kind of the thing, you know, the, the interview I, I did with, with Henry's dad, and well, I think it was in mid early to mid February. And it, you know, he said, basically, you know, we're waiting until April, uh, we're going to see what the vote is. then we're going to go from there. And, you know, that that's February. And I understand, you know, <laughs> people getting impatient, but you know, there's, there's, uh, there's been several questions like, you know, what's the latest on Henry Toa Toa. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the latest, you know, that they were, they're waiting on, on the vote. Um, and and then they're going to, you know, kind of go from there and everyone remembers kind of what his dad said. He said, they're going to take Nick Saban's advice for kind of whatever they do. Um, so, you know, once that we get some clarity there, um, I think we'll see some movement on, on the Henry toe-to-toe front. I know there's been some articles out about, you know, him being back on campus at Tennessee, um, him just taking ongoing classes at Tennessee. I mean, he, he's been taking classes at home in California online, still finishing up his schoolwork. So that's not a huge surprise. Um, but you know, I, I you know, it's, it seems like at this point, you know, we're kind of still where we're at. We were at in February, you know, it's, it's just waiting on that vote and then going from there. I think Alabama is still in the driver's seat there as every, as long as everything kind of follows through as, as they're anticipating or hoping for it to. Um, you know, if, if not Alabama, I think Ohio state's a school to watch, you know, if you see that NCAA rule pass, but for whatever reason, the SEC doesn't pass a rule, um, uh, that allows conference, uh, inter-conference transferring, you know, you could see him maybe tr- Hop over to the Big Ten, play for Ohio State. He's got a close relationship with Al Washington, one of their coaches over there. Um, so that's also a program to watch. But it seems like all signs still point to Alabama. You know, if as long as you know those votes go um, the way they need to.
1: Yeah, it's inevitability at this point that there is going to be this one-time transfer rule that goes into effect for at least 2021, 2022, and as you said, then the the intrigue will. Turn to the, the SEC rule And I saw Scott Strickland The athletic director At the University of Florida on Thursday Was quoted as saying If it does in fact rubber stamp At the NCA level Like it appears it will He will then vote for The SEC to do away With the uh, current rule That per- prohibits uh, For the most part The intra-conference transferring So that would seem to bode well that sort of narrative uh, with Henry Toa Toa and potentially uh, a jump to the University of Alabama. And with that, I mean, hey, do is Henry the guy on commitment watch for Alabama right now, <laughs> given the timing of all this? Or is there another guy or two that maybe you've got your eye on for this 2022 class?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. If you're looking kind of in an April outlook, I mean, he's the biggest name. Um, he's not a recruit, but he's you know major transfer portal name. Um, so I guess technically he's a recruit. You're recruiting him. So uh, yeah, he he'd be the guy I'd probably circle this month um, as far as prep recruits. You know, we'll see kind of what a day shapes up like. Obviously, you know, it's it's the dead period. They can't have actual visitors, but you know, kids can. Kids can go to the game on their own. They can go check things out. Um, They can be on campus. They just can't see the coaches face-to-face. You know, I've seen, I think Florida State had... I forgot how many recruits in, in the stands for one of their spring practices recently. Um, so, you know, it's happening around the country. You know, we, 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 saw kids visit Alabama during the season, um, for games and just, you know, sit in the crowd. Um, so, you know, maybe that turns into a, a momentous recruiting weekend when well, we'll see. Um, but, um, yeah, Henry Totoa. And then beyond that is kind of just, we'll see who decides, uh, they want to commit next. Cause nobody really has decision dates upcoming. Speaking
1: of transfer portal, uh, the Alabama men's basketball team, again, coming off a great 2020-2021 season, SEC regular season, and tournament champions under Nate Oates. And understanding we don't know an exact number of spots that this next team will have available, this next roster might have available. We understand Nate Oates, an active participant, where the transfer portal and that revenue that avenue has been concerned uh, in his short time at Alabama With all that on the table, what do you anticipate Alabama's potential presence in terms of men's hoops being where the transfer portal is concerned for this next team?
0: it seems I mean Alabama seems very active in in the transfer portal um, you know we're, we're seeing guys enter it pretty much on a daily basis. Um, the big one we've been tracking, for, you know, for a while since he entered it, he's been in it, uh, I I feel like for a couple months now, at least as Namari Burnett, the Texas tech transfer, um, that was a big recruit of Alabama's out of the high school, uh, out of the 2020 high school class. Um, he's now, um, he left tech tech after a few games, um, and, and now looking for a new home. He even admitted that Bama was his runner up after, um, he committed to Texas tech uh, and he's actually set to make a decision in the next six days, April 8th. Uh, I think Bama's in a good spot if they want him. You know, I, I think, you know, they've been keeping in consistent communication with him. Um, you know, he, he's got a few other, you know, Illinois, I think Auburn's in it. There's a, there's a few other programs recruiting him hard. Um, so we'll see what he ends up doing. But I, I think Bama has, you know, if, if they want to add him to the roster, I, I think they have probably the inside track there. Um, uh, you know, we, we've seen him go after Myron Jones, the, the Birmingham native that's transferring from Penn State um i actually think that one's not really going to go anywhere uh, i was talking to deshaun london one of our basketball riders at 24 7 sports i think he's narrowing his list down this weekend and i, I don't think bama's really pressed there i don't think they're going to be on his his final list uh but you know we, we've seen on twitter there's been a bunch of buzz um i know jake weingarten one of the one of the hoops guys on stock risers he he's confirmed bama's reached out to way uh, um an east carolina transfer Jaden gardner a Furman transfer, Noah Gurley. There, there's been a few, so we, we've you know, they're definitely doing their due diligence. They're you know, just because they reach out to somebody doesn't mean they're gonna you know pursue guys and you know um, persistently or anything like that. But it, it's definitely you know, you're just keeping keeping the options open if you have you know potential needs. Um, you have these communication lines formed, um, so we'll, we'll see. It seems like they're being pretty active, and obviously you know we're still on Charles Bediaco watch, which looks like there was a tweet yesterday. One of the graphic guys um put out a uh, com- or coming soon or something for a Charles Betty decision so maybe that's something you know we 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 learn here in the next in the next few days too
1: well there you go always great stuff with Hank South here on the Bama online podcast and of course this is just a taste of what you get from Hank's out there at bamaonline.com a slew of updates not just with 2022 prospects, but looking ahead to even 2023. Hank's got us covered there at BamaOnline.com. Hey, Hank, always appreciate it. Have a great weekend, my man.
0: Same to you, Travis. Thanks.
1: Frank's Al Sal, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us right here on the Bama Online Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody.